0: Welcome back to the Rock Your Retirement Show. I'm your host, Kathy Klein, and today we are talking about longevity. There are some simple lifestyle changes that you can make to help live not only longer, but also better. One thing that I know is that I'd like to live a good long life, but only if it's a healthy long life. I don't want to live a really long time if I'm just going to be sick and not able to enjoy my life. So if you want to live a longer and healthier life, you're going to love this episode. Today's guest is Dr. Stephen Schimpf, who is an expert on senior health and longevity, and he's written several books on the topic. But before we dive in, I wanted to tell you that this episode is brought to you by the Baby Boomers 30-Day Journal. This write-in journal helps you keep your life on track by tracking what's important. These are the six pillars of retirement that we've talked about on the show. And you can get your copy by heading on over to rockyourretirement.com slash journal. Okay, I'm not going to wait any longer to bring on Dr. Stephen Schimpf. Dr. Schimpf, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm glad to be here.
0: Well, we are really glad. How long have you been writing about senior health and longevity?
1: Just on senior health, maybe not all that long, uh, about uh, four years. And I suppose I should tell you that I'm a senior. <laughs> I'm, I'm 76. I'm 76. And my wife and I moved into a retirement community about three years ago. And suddenly I was being asked if I would give some talks in the community about aging and the process of aging. And a lot of people were rather interested, very interested. And so they said, would you do another one? And so I did. And I I said, gee, to myself, at least, um, there's a lot of interest in this. So I better learn a little bit more, too. So I spent a couple of years you know, talking to people, going to lectures, talking to lots of experts around the country, uh, reading, and and so on, and then putting it all together as a book. And uh, I'm excited at what I've learned, and I'm very happy to be able to tell other people about it because I think it's valuable.
0: Have you made any lifestyle changes yourself because of your research, or were you already pretty healthy?
1: Well, I can say that my wife and I are pretty healthy. I will also say. That My wife is my best, uh, besides her being my best friend, she's also my best coach. She gets me out for a walk every day. She's a superb cook, um, and she cooks really healthy. Um, doesn't mean that I don't sneak a potato chip once in a while. <laughs> and uh, well, we'll talk about lots of things. But yes, uh, we're both in relatively good health, actually quite good health. Uh, and I can't say that it's all due to, you know, living a good life, but we give it a good try.
0: So you said that you moved into a senior community and that your wife cooks. So it must not be one of these places where they give you
1: dinner every night. Well, they do give us, a, we, we subscribe to 20 meals a month. Okay. Um, I'll t- the name of the place is Charlestown Retirement Community. It's in, it's in Maryland. Um, and we tend to go and have our lunch and make that our, our, our main meal, if you will, because that's It's kind of good because you can digest your, your meal over the course of the, of the afternoon. Then we fix something a little lighter in our own apartment for dinner.
0: And it's probably healthier when you're doing your own cooking anyway, right? Because don't those places have like these luxurious meals?
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know why I want to call them luxurious, but <laughs> um, um, they have healthy foods, but you can also um, – you know, get a slice of turkey, which isn't a true slice of turkey, uh, nice white bread with some turkey gravy on it, and call that your lunch or your dinner. Well, on the other hand, you can get a, a nice poached salmon with some good vegetables and uh, a nice salad, and, you know, that's healthy.
0: Wow. Okay. So, you're making me hungry because I haven't had lunch yet, and I am okay. really hungry. Poached salmon sounds delicious. So when you move into these senior communities, you actually can get healthy food at some of them?
1: Uh, you can, yes. Okay. But, you know, I think it's true of most things. You have to choose. and Because, um, as I said, you, know, you can get the, the, the turkey on white bread with, with gravy, or you can get the poached salmon. It's up to you to make your own decision. Okay. And, of course, that's true of life everywhere.
0: Right. Right, of course. Okay, so your wife is is sort of your health coach, and she's been – coaching you all along, but were there any actual changes that you made or is, is most of this, your, your wife could have written the book for you?
1: <laughs> well, no, I think it's a part, it's, it's a, it's a partnership. Uh, <laughs> it's a true partnership. And, and, uh, uh, we have tried to live a healthy lifestyle, um, since we were first married 55 years ago. Uh, again, we're not perfect, but we, we, we give a good try at it. We try and get good exercise Um, We try and eat healthy. Sometimes we don't sleep as well as we'd like to, but we, you know, it's important to get enough time to sleep. Um, Sometimes I think stress is the biggest issue in life. Uh, It seems like everybody's, not just us, but everybody has a a significant level of chronic stress. We're all in a hurry. We got all these things we have to do and how are we going to get them done? And the boss wants the report done by half an hour from now and we're not really done. You know, all those things. Uh, So there's stress. Uh, of course, is tobacco. Um, sh- nobody should ha- use any tobacco. And, uh, and then our brains need all those five, but they also it also needs um, intellectual stimulation, uh, challenges. And, and And then we also need um, what I'll call social engagement, where humans need to interact. We can't be hermits. Uh, if if we don't interact well with each other, um and that's one of actually one of the benefits of retirement community is that and the reason why they have these meals is so that you will take time every day to go and interact with others
0: when you go have your meal do they um seat you at a table with other people or is it just you and your wife at a table for two
1: it's it's your choice um they'll help you find someone if you want uh what we tend to do is Um, some frequently we go just by ourselves, but other times we'll, you know, prearrange with somebody, another couple or a couple of friends or whatever, and and get together that way. It's a nice way to to get together without having to invite people for dinner and having to cook for them.
0: Right. Exactly. I know that.
1: Or, or wash the dishes, by the way.
0: That's a, that is definitely a good, a good feature. You know, I've said this before, I would move into a senior community like today if my husband would agree to it. Um, To me, it's like living on a cruise ship that's not moving and not going anywhere.
1: Well, it's true. And uh, where we live, there's 2,000 residents. Um, There is enormous number of activities, just enormous. So that whole social engagement thing and the intellectual stimulation is, you know, unless you don't want any part of it, it's easy to come by. It's a uh, tobacco-free campus, so... That that helps that Uh, you don't have to worry about secondhand smoke and there's a very good fitness center and and great um, personal trainers at the fitness center. Uh, We have a a truly beautiful Olympic size indoor pool. So all year round. And although there's lots of walking areas outside, which we prefer, and and my wife is really good about getting me out every day uh, to walk the loop, which is about a mile we we have the fitness center and, and, and really bad weather. And when it's, of course, where you are, you don't get, you've never seen snow, but we get lots <laughs> of deep snow here or just ice and so on. You can't go out for a walk, but we can walk indoors because all the buildings have bridges between them. So you can, um, the indoor route, if you want, you know, from end to end or around in a circle is about a mile.
0: Wow. Would you say that you're living a healthier lifestyle since you moved into the senior community or is it about the same? I mean you were already living healthy before.
1: we were, we were living healthy before It's it maybe in a sense it's easier here you have we don't have to worry about um, oh is the gutter gonna leak uh, you know when it rains um, or the, you know what are we gonna do about the leaves well, all those those things are things we don't have to worry about anymore so that that's really very nice.
0: Right, less stress, because you said stress was one of the things. Yes, yes. So what kinds of things would you stress about before besides the leaky gutter? I mean, it seems to me <laughs> that if somebody's retired, it should be pretty stress-free, right?
1: Yeah, but life isn't stress-free. <laughs> and so you have to figure out how to manage the stress. And because stressful things come up, whether you know, it's just because you run into somebody that Is having a bad hair day and they give you a hard time about something or other. And it just, you know, it kind of just gets on you. Um, You have to you have to be able to try and deal with that. So one thing you can't you can't just use the term hermit before I'll use it again. You can't just go hide in your apartment and and avoid everything and everybody because the stress will come to you anyway. So uh, you have to learn to manage it. And, you know, there are different techniques, meditation, um, yoga, again, that walk outside, just get out in nature. And, and part of it is just get, getting around other people that you like, that you enjoy. Um, that helps get, kind of relieve stress with, other, you know, with, with groups of people that, that, that you feel good about.
0: Okay, so we talked a little bit about the senior community and how that can help people, you know, have a longer and better life. What are some tips that you would give to my listeners about what they can do, what, you know, what they could do today to help themselves live a better and longer life?
1: Well, I think there, there are, there are seven key steps and I, I, I mentioned them already once, but let's go back through them again. It's what we eat. It's how we move or exercise. It's how we deal with that stress. It's whether we get enough sleep. It's whether we don't smoke, and how we deal with our brains by the intellectual challenges and the social engagement. And we might add one more to that too, which is figuring out your purpose in life. So let's let's maybe we'll come back to that later. But if you like, we could go through those seven elements let's just do a little it. bit on each. Okay. Let's
0: do it. Yeah.
1: So what do we eat? You know, the average American, I find this number so amazing. The average American eats 154 pounds of sugar, added sugar per week per year. And, you know, sugar comes in those five pound bags. So imagine that means 35 pound bags on your kitchen table that gets consumed per year. And if you're, you know, a family of four, that's 120 of those bags. I mean, it's it, it's mind boggling how much added sugar is in the various foods that we eat. And it's, you know, it's, it's everywhere. The, the food manufacturers know that we like sugar. I'm going to give you a quick story. I can't resist this one. Uh, we have a little cabin out in the mountains of West Virginia. It's about four hours from home. And when we drive out, you know, it's a long way and uh, our bladders need a break along the way. So we stop. And yes, we stop at a fast food place. And And I would love to get the French fries, but I usually don't. My wife usually gets a a thing of coffee, and I usually get an iced tea. So here's my story. I go up to the counter. I order her coffee. And since we're seniors, it's 50 cents. It's a real bargain. My iced tea, she said, do you want large or small? I said, I have a small. She said, no, you should get the large. It's only 50 cents more. I said, no, I really would like the small. I didn't tell her. So if I get the large, i got to make another stop along the way.
0: Right.
1: So uh, she said, okay, do you want sweetened or unsweetened? I said, unsweetened. She said, no, you want the sweetened. So why is that? (laughs) She said because that's a dollar and the unsweetened is two dollars. What now? Think about Yeah, exactly. Think about that. <laughs> so I said,
0: So it costs you a dollar not to get diabetes.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I said, No, I'd like the unsweetened. She just shook her head like I was, you know, the dumbest person she had ever met in her life. So she hands me an empty cup and points to over there where I'm to go and get my iced tea, and over there. There are two containers. One has sweetened, one has unsweetened so iced how So
0: how would they even know which one you took?
1: They wouldn't, but I was glad I was honest about it. Just of course. Not <laughs> of course. Anyway, so I get my iced tea and my wife's coffee, and we go on our way. And only later did I look at the at the receipt which she gave me. She gave me a break. She, she charged me for sweetened iced tea. <laughs> but the, the point is, why do they do that, though? It's ridiculous. It's, yes, but they do that because... We like, if once you have that sweet flavor in your mouth, you want more. And they know that if you have that sweet taste in your mouth, you're going to stop again because you're going to want more. Right. And, you know, it's, well.
0: Well, I have, to t- I have to tell you my story. And that is that when my husband was diagnosed with cancer, we took the sugar out of our diets. And mm-hmm. it is so difficult. Everything has sugar in it. And I'm not just talking about added sugar like sweet tea. I'm talking about everything has sugar in it. And now um, I'm actually on a more restricted diet than my husband is. I'm on a ketogenic diet, which I know you're an MD, so you probably, you know, but this is the diet I've chosen. And it is really hard because so much has sugar in it. Um, but I, I have to say, my husband was recently, and this is the first time I'm mentioning it on the show. He uh, was stage four prostate cancer, which is in his bones, and he was recently proclaimed as in remission, which I did not even know was possible for a stage four. I thought once you were stage four, you're all, you know, that was that was it, basically. But I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we cut our sugar out, you know.
1: Well, I'll tell you. Um, actually, I read your husband's blog, oh. and I was I was excited for him and for you when I read that he'd had that PET scan, which was completely negative, and his PSA is down to you know microscopic, almost nothing levels. Um, that's that's very very exciting, and. What he did, I find, you know, the right way to go. He's getting the best of Western medicine, but he's also making the best use of what I'll call complementary medicine. He put those two together, you might call it integrative medicine, and the, and it works. And I'm not going to knock the ketogenic diet at all. I, I think there's a real place for it. You know, in my simplistic way of what's a ketogenic diet, it means take out the sugar, and taking out the sugar means also take out the white flour.
0: Yes, and it's so you know, hard. We, we've got,
1: we've, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's white so flour. No, it's, it's, it's in cakes and pies and cookies, of course, and pastries. It's also uh, in pasta, of course. It's in our pizza. So, you know, what about it? Kind of – I, I can't have pizza anymore. Oh, you can but,
0: though because I've made pizza with rice uh, – not rice, um, cauliflower. yes. <laughs> Only made it once because it's really a little bit of a process, but it was mm-hmm. good and we were able to pick it up. You know, it was, we didn't have to yeah. eat it with a fork. We could actually pick it up like a pizza. But yeah, it's in everything, just like you said. It's everywhere. It's, I mean, it's it's just crazy. Things that you would not think it was in, it's in. Yeah.
1: And and people don't realize that flour, not good white flour that we use all the time, that gets digested in our stomachs. Or in our intestines directly to glucose sugar and it goes right in I think most of the reason why people become obese is not just because we're sitting around which we are and that's not good but also because we're eating a diet that is so heavy on sugar and uh, and foods that digest the sugar particularly flowers so that the ketogenic diet makes a lot of sense because you get rid of that and um, and it's, it's actually a good way to try and lose some weight but that's maybe another topic.
0: Well, my niece is a dietitian and she said that and she she does have a point that if you go off that diet you're instantly going to gain weight, which is which is true. <laughs> um and you know for for my listeners who haven't who don't understand the ketogenic diet, basically you keep your it was designed for people with ep, epilepsy, I believe. And the epileptic diet, you have to keep your carbs under 15 a day, and I keep mine under 20, 20 or less a day. But what I found out was that a sugar substitute that I've been using, and and I, I can tell whether I'm in ketosis or not because I use a keto stick to, to tell. And every time I eat one of something that has maladies, dextrin in it, I go out of ketosis even though it says that I've, I'm under the 20. And apparently, this artificial sweetener does not lower your – you still have a, a spike in your blood, sh- blood sugar when you eat it. So don't don't believe everything that they tell you on the labels. <laughs> you know, sometimes well, you have to
1: because do a Dex- really is sugar.
0: <laughs> it's funny. They tell you that it's not. Right? That well, it's not going to lower your, you know, but it's, it's just all a lie. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just a lie.
1: So anyway, so that's diet. So what we need, so let's talk about what you do need to eat. Yes. You need to eat a lot of vegetables. You know, green leafy vegetables ought to be in every, every day for sure and maybe more than one meal a day.
0: How do you uh, get those in if you can't stand them? What do you do?
1: Choose ones you like.
0: <laughs> well, if they're all green and leafy, you know, like kale and, you know, yeah. all that well, kind maybe, of stuff. Well, maybe,
1: maybe you like spinach. Maybe you like arugula and baby kale and and, and baby collards that are available now. They're they're great. Um, uh, Swiss chard. Uh, those are the ones that come to mind. And there's so many different ways to have them. You can have them as a salad. You can cook them and, um, or steam them and, or, or cook them the way they used to do in the south with a little bit of uh, bacon. And and, um, and let them kind of just cook there for a long, long time till they get soft. I mean, there's lots of different ways to do it. Uh, the point is that they really have a lot of nutrients that we like. Actually, a term I like to use is we want a nutrient dense but calorie light diet. The problem with the American diet is that it's calorie dense, nutrient light.
0: So the, the greens are kind of like Popeye,
1: right? So when yeah, Popeye. Exactly.
0: Ate that spinach, he all of a sudden became strong, if I remember the, the story. That's with right.
1: You got it. Now, the other thing we need is lots of other types of veggies. And the way I think about it is just have a variety of different colors. And, and, and <laughs> so many places, particularly if you go to a restaurant, you get a, a big slab of meat or fish or, or whatever, and then the vegetables are kind of this little tiny little pile on the side. And they call them sides. So you get you know you get you get your meat or your fish and two sides. Well, your plate should have two thirds of it covered with vegetables. Now people say, "Oh my God, I can't do that." Well, yes, you can, <laughs> and and then get you're going to have less meat perhaps or less maybe not less meat or less fish, but get good quality stuff. Get grass fed meat, not. Not the meat you normally buy in the store because that's been fed in a pen with corn and soybeans and it's just all fat. It's not good fat. It's omega-6 fats. What we need to eat there are omega-3 fats. That's what you find in fish. But in grass-fed beef, for example, it's not high in omega-3s, but it does have omega-3s and it doesn't have the omega-6s. So it, it, it's, it's, it's more expensive, but it is, I think, worth the money.
0: Interesting. I never, I did not realize that grass-fed beef has a different vitamins in it. I, I didn't know that.
1: I wouldn't call it vitamins, but um, uh, it has different fatty acids. So what we want is the good fatty acids, the omega threes, not the omega sixes.
0: Why do you think that is? Like, why? Why would it's the same cow, right?
1: Cattle weren't meant to go off and eat corn and soybeans. They're meant to be out in a field and eating grass. Wow. So if they eat the grass, they they're they're healthy and therefore we're healthy.
0: Where would you get this? I, I mean
1: Well what I f well you can get it at um, I shouldn't probably advertise any particular store, but let's let's okay, well you can get it at Whole Foods. Okay. And and other places like that. But what we're finding is just the supermarkets now. Are catching on, and they're saying, "Hey, we got to have this stuff," and they do. It's it maybe a small section, but it's there. Um, same thing for organic foods, organic vegetables. That used to be kind of a rarity, but now most of the supermarkets have a you know an organic uh, vegetable section.
0: So why does it matter if it's organic?
1: Well, what you really don't want are the pesticides and the herbicides in your food. It's not that the food itself is is, is has more nutrient in it. It's such as it's the other stuff you don't want.
0: Okay, so these things can lead to, for example, cancers and things like that
1: as well. We haven't talked about this, and probably shouldn't spend a lot of time on it. But in our large intestine, in particular, are a hundred trillion bacteria, and we call it the microbiome or the microbiota, and they are very, very important to our health. They take the foods that we don't digest well, the fibers, and they digest the fiber. They get um, uh, they can, they get the energy they need to live, but they also make a lot of extra and they give it to us So that's very important for the health of our intestines and it's very important for our health overall so we need a healthy group of bacteria in our gut When we take antibiotics for example that affects that those bacteria when we eat a lot of sugar then the bad bacteria grow So my way of liking this describe this is when we eat fruits and vegetables, things with high fiber in it, we're feeding the good guys and starving the bad guys. When we don't eat fruits and and vegetables, in other words, low fiber, but we eat a lot of sugar, we're starving the good guys and we're feeding the bad guys. Well, what happens when we starve uh, the bad guys and feed the good guys? We get what's called chronic inflammation in our gut. That, in turn, can go on to systemic inflammation, and that, in turn, can go on to disease. And it's sort of the root cause of a lot of chronic diseases. Um, It's certainly true of many of the um, autoimmune diseases. It's also true for Alzheimer's disease and uh, coronary artery disease that what's going on in our gut is very important to what's going on in the rest of our body.
0: Wow. I wonder why... Most doctors don't treat some of these chronic diseases by helping you with pre and pro probiotics?
1: Well, for one thing, uh, this is all pretty new information. Now, we didn't know anything about the microbiome until the last 10 years, and the, the information is coming out really fast and rapid right now. So, we're learning a lot more. Um, yeah, so you just mentioned prebiotics. So, let's talk about what a prebiotic is that's the fiber. It's in all these various different vegetables we're talking about, and and that's 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 the well that's, that's the most important for the prebiotics. And there's the probiotics. Yeah, you can get a capsule or a pill, but the probiotics, are, which really means you know good bacteria, they are in a lot of the foods we we can eat: sauerkraut, um, kefir, kombucha, miso, uh, yogurt. But here's the thing. Let's use yogurt because most people that are listening probably get yogurt at least some of the time. When you go buy a thing of yogurt, you got to look at the label and see if it says contains live cultures. Because the reason you're, the reason we're talking about it, it's the bacteria in there that are good, and you want to get those down, uh, down into your into your intestines. So if the yogurt says if it doesn't, it may, it, it may say made with cultures, but if it doesn't say contains live cultures, it means they've been killed off. And if they've added sugar to it or added fruit to it, they always kill them off. So what you don't want to do is buy yogurt that says vanilla yogurt. So you'd say well, vanilla is just vanilla, but they always add sugar to vanilla yogurt. Fruit yogurts, they always add sugar to it. So, so for both reasons, you don't want the sugar and, you, and, and you're not getting the live cultures. Same thing with sauerkraut, by the way. If you buy a can of sauerkraut in the grocery store, it has no live bacteria. In it. You got to get the yolk, the sauerkraut that's um, that's fresh.
0: We're like I've never seen fresh sauerkraut, but I have a friend who makes it. She says all you have to do is, what did she say? She said you take cabbage, and you just leave it out. Is that did I get that right?
1: Well, you're close. <laughs> um, you get a big jar. Um, you 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 cut the cabbage up fine, kind of like like uh, you would for um, coleslaw. You squeeze it to kind of help break it a little bit, and you add salt to it. And put it in the jar, and put something inside the jar to help push it down. Put some rocks on top of that, and that sounds kind of strange. we we do it. So my wife does, I should say. And she has a big jar, and then she has a small jar that she gets hands me outside into the driveway and gets some rocks to put in the jar, and that presses down on it. And remarkably, after a short while, you see a lot of fluid because it's coming out of the out of the cabbage, and you just let it sit there, you know, for a week maybe. Then it should go in the refrigerator, and it's good for quite a while.
0: That is that's just amazing that you don't have to put vinegar or anything on it. You just Mm-mm. put it out just with some, some salt. salt and press it down. I wonder if they make jars especially for making sauerkraut that have a lever or something. That we, I bet they do.
1: <laughs> I'm sure. Everything's on Amazon, right?
0: Exactly. <laughs> okay, you know what? We are starting to run out of time and we have not gotten through the 7 items. No, we have. We've just gotten through like 1, right? Okay, so um
1: you want me to rush? or you want... Well,
0: no. I think what I'm going to need to do is have you come back on the show. What do you think? Are I... you game for that?
1: Sure. I'd love to do that. Great. This, is, this has been fun.
0: Absolutely. So where can my listener find you or find your books? What? Where is the one place where they can go to get more information?
1: Well, I think the best place is to go to Amazon. And the book is called Longevity Decoded, The Seven Keys to Healthy Aging. Longevity Decoded, The Seven Keys to Healthy Aging. I, and, and of course, you can put my name in if you can spell Schimpf, S-C-H-I-M-P-F-F. But that'll take you there. Or you can put in the words longevity decoded and then add to that The Seven Keys to Healthy Aging and you'll you'll find it.
0: Perfect. And it's both an
1: e- e-book and a regular you know print book.
0: I'm going to go ahead and put a link to that in the show notes as well. Um, Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it.
1: You're very welcome. I enjoyed it.
0: Oh, it was fun. And we'll have you back on. We'll talk about some of the other keys to healthy aging as well. And for the listener, we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. was a guest, Uh, we we actually downloaded some of his episodes. If you hear him, it's probably still the the same show. There were maybe 34 or 35 episodes back in the beginning that we hosted on our show uh, when he decided to leave podcasting. Number three, how you can support us is by leaving a review. Whatever podcast app you're listening to